the quaintness of the past. I turn the page of a magazine and find a black and white photograph of a roadhouse taken in the 1950s, an old clabbered affair with a car of that vintage, maybe a Plymouth, parked in front. It is almost enough to inspire me to take a snapshot of something around here first thing in the morning, maybe the little bakery down the street where I often go for coffee and a muffin and the big city paper and the French girls behind the counter. Ideally, there would be a few modern cars parked in front. Then all I would have to do is walk back home and wait 50 or 100 years for the photograph to become a thing of interest and value. Of course, I will be long gone by then, and time will have marched on, though I never think of time as marching down a football field blowing a trumpet or into a city square with a rifle on its shoulder. I picture time advancing more slowly up a mountain, leaving all the moments of history behind, like climbers who have to leave behind one of their companions on a cold glacial slope. And sometimes, decades later, the body is discovered, the ice is chipped away, and we get to see a photograph of the remains. The bones of the hands are arthritically fisted up, the jaw locked tight, a skull wearing a woolen cap, the man quaintly smiling out at us from the past before we wet a finger and turn the page.